Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. So last week, we talked a little bit about the difficulties of meeting new people. It's something that is loaded with unknown variables, pressures, and confusion of how to act, when to act, what to say, and all sorts of stuff. Today we'll keep going with that a, a little bit, and we'll go over why in many situations, the left of normal is more silent than talkative. Um, this podcast notwithstanding, mostly because there isn't much of a choice to do anything but talk through these things. I suppose I could type them out, and but very few people would actually read them, and most people wouldn't want to download a podcast and then have it be dead air where they then have to glean the information they want from a text document. So, uh, some of these aspects have been discussed throughout the episodes already. For example, you could head back to episode 3, where I learned that I just need to shut the hell up instead of spout off things that I don't fully know about. But other re realizations have come into play as well. The first one, and perhaps the biggest social pressure that tells me just not to say anything at all is due to the fear of doing it wrong and embarrassing myself. This goes all the way back to when I was in second grade, and I mocked a kid that was smaller than I was by saying, I'm smarter than you. And it turns out he was actually older than I was and probably smarter than I was, and I totally flubbed spelling his name John the right way. Just go back and listen to episode three if you don't know what I'm talking about. Now, this wasn't a light bulb moment or anything. I didn't have this sudden epiphany that I shouldn't say things anymore because what if I say that thing incorrectly? But it was kind of a tipping point where I started to realize that I'm not the smartest ever, and if my mouth is shut, I won't be able to put my foot in it. So since there, so since a lot of the time I don't know what to say or when to say it or how to break into the conversation, it's just less embarrassing to stay silent. But there are times when I'm part of a conversation, or at least I think I am, and I suddenly have an aha moment where I figured out the flow of this conversation and the give and take that normies seem to just instinctively understand and I feel I have something valuable to offer to the conversation. At this point, I get all fired up, and I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy. And I wait for the proper time to interject, because I was taught that is very rude to interrupt. And something that was something that was reinforced so much that now I'll miss opportunities because I have this fear that I'm going to be interrupting. And now I have this thing figured out. I have something to offer and I'm thinking about not interrupting, and I'm waiting for my turn to offer value to this conversation, and I completely miss the opportunity, or the conversation switches, or whatever happens, and now I'm just sitting there with all this valuable information, and it's way past its prime. Often, I don't know quite how to break into the conversation, despite having something that is of value, so instead, I just stay silent. I know a lot of left of normals struggle with facial expressions and body language. 
it's something that I can usually get a get the hang of because most people are rather simple with what they do. A smile means they're in a good mood. A frown or crying means they are sad. Something that comes with a whole host of complications. I mean, I feel empathetic for them, but I have no idea what to say, so generally I just run away. A scowl means that they're mad, and resting bitch face means that they're maybe happy, maybe mad, maybe sad. Maybe I have to perform the proper ritual to elicit the right response, and I need to try really hard because they're kind of like that real stern professor that if you don't get it absolutely right, you completely fail the class. Expressions are easier to read. Expressionless, to me, automatically means that they are upset and I need to tread lightly. Or generally just not say anything at all. To complicate matters even more, conversations flow through a variety of different topics. Even a very short one can start out on one idea, will remind of another, shift quickly to a third, and ultimately end up talking about how if you mix a little curry into your deviled eggs, they have a bit more zing to them than if you just leave that ingredient out. This makes it really hard for me to choose which script I'm going to run through, and I have to adjust my scripts on a moment's notice. And depending on how familiar I am with this person that I'm talking with, or the people in the group, it can be harder. With kind of a mid-level of familiar familiarity being the hardest. New people are actually easier to talk to because there are a ton of these get-to-know-you scripts, and I can just pick and choose from them. Somebody I'm really familiar with is easier because I can reach back into my memories and pull out an event or something that has happened. Sort of like, hey, Aubrey Kincaid, remember that time you fell down the stairs and spilled wine all over yourself? But mid-level, where I can't grab a get-to-know-you script, and there aren't those memories, we end up with that small talk dance. If you remember back to one of the previous casts, I talked about that. By the way, individual episodes are called casts. You heard it here first, folks. Anyway, that small talk dance is terrible, and as you may have noticed, it's just easier to say nothing at all. One last point on why left of normals tend to be a bit quieter, and it has to do with interruptions. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have been known to interrupt when I have something really super exciting on my mind, and I really need to get this out before the moment is over and the conversation has shifted to deviled eggs. And it's something I know a lot of people need to work a lot harder on doing better with. Interruptions, not deviled eggs. Here's a quick story from some recent interactions. I met this guy on LinkedIn. We will call him Bob. Bob had posted a picture, and I thought the picture was cool, and so I commented on it. He followed up, and we started this direct message exchange where he asked me to call him with the, because he had a business idea he was working on. That's sweet. So I did, and I called him, and this idea is actually a very good idea. But it's really, 
really scattered. The, the concept was there, but and I was willing to help him bring it into something viable and sustainable. The problem was that even though Bob would ask me questions, I would often get about half a sentence out or maybe one and a half before he interrupted and con continued to talk about whatever he was talking about. And this went on for several phone calls, not just one interaction. He wasn't just super excited that he had to get all his information out. This was every single time we talked. And eventually I just stopped answering when I wasn't in the right frame of mind. And so I texted or I emailed him back. And at one point, I can't remember if it was a call or a text. He said something along the line, a voicemail or a text. He said something along the lines of, it sure would be helpful if you picked up your phone every now and then. Keep in mind, this was on a Saturday when I was doing a training and I had told him beforehand that I would not be answering. It was at that point I knew this wasn't a business relationship I wanted to get involved with. So on Monday, I called him and I politely declined the opportunity, which he cut me off saying, what is it, too much work for you? I said, no, it's not that. And then he interrupted me again. And I tried to explain that communication was incredibly difficult with him, which he interrupted again, saying it's because I never answer my phone. I said, no, Bob, it's because you constantly interrupt me and you cut me off before I get a thought across. And he interrupted me again. So I got kind of angry at this and I shouted back interrupting him. And I said, exactly like what you're doing right here. Anyway, that one isn't going anywhere. That relationship has fizzled out to nothing, and I'm very happy that it has. Bob believes that these damn millennials don't want to work anymore, but really these damn millennials don't want to work with Bob. This interaction actually goes very well with last week's cast on the pressure of meeting new people. Too many unknowns. Okay, so we're about out of time. I will wrap this up a little bit. Because there are so many different variables and different factors that go into these conversations that can often turn them into work instead of a friendly chat, the left of normal mind races to figure out what to do. And for most of us, it ultimately chooses to just do nothing, to stay silent offer an opinion when asked, and then quietly slip out the back door and retreat to the safety of our own homes, where people don't talk to us. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community. Know that when we are in a conversation, and usually when it's three or more of us, I sit there with a blank look on my face because it's not exactly that I don't have anything to offer, but I just don't know how to offer it. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.